This is a Choice to Love podcast with Ray and Toy C, where we take a faith-based approach to marriage, marketplace, and ministry so that both married and unmarried kingdom citizens have the strategies necessary to build and maintain meaningful and reciprocal relationships that produce long-lasting fruit. Join our after-party community on Facebook. Search for A Choice to Love podcast and join. Hey y'all, welcome to A Choice of Love podcast with Ray and Toy C, where we take a faith-based approach to marriage, marketplace, and ministry. Hey Toy C. Hey Ray C, I love you. I love you too, babe. Listen, we finished three episodes of the podcast. I'm super excited about it and I feel proud and I feel like we are adding value and bringing insight to our listeners we're able to speak to marriage ministry and marketplace. And even for those who are unmarried, they are really receiving uh, content, tools, and techniques for when they become married. How you feel about it? I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Nervous at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, what well, is a great opportunity to be a podcaster I think one of the best things I'm learning in this way is getting past this vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Uh, vulnerability, especially as for a man, it may be a little different than a for the woman, but as a man, it's hard to be vulnerable around people uh, when you're told to be a certain way, you know. And so I'm learning that this vulnerability is taking me to a greater place. And the best thing about this is I'm able to do something with my wife. Yeah, you know where we can say, "Hey, this is our thing," you know, and and that's a beautiful thing to be able to say, "We got our own thing," you know. <laughs> and so, I'm excited, babe, to what we're doing. I'm, I'm grateful for the ones that's catching it. Um, even the single people, you know, because we started off single and we haven't left them out. We got a lot for them too on how to find the right spouse. We hadn't got into it yet, but we're gonna talk about that somewhere down the road. Uh. But yeah, so this is our thing, and it's great being a podcaster with you, sweetie. Good. Yeah, I'm enjoying the whole process as well. I wonder what our listeners think about the podcast. So listeners, don't forget to uh, join our community. It's a Choice to Love podcast on Facebook and uh, begin to chat it up with us. We really want to hear from you. Sweetie, can you talk a little bit about the first part of what we talked about in terms of uh, making a choice of love, but having to take a risk. Oh yeah, the risk factor. Um, <laughs> the risk factor is that you just have to make up in your mind that you want to say, "I am willing to risk being hurt." Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that you're going to get hurt. It just means that I'm willing to risk it in order to have a fulfilled relationship. Because if you do not be willing to risk what will happen is that you'll have walls up even before you go into the relationship. Right. You won't be able to give all of you because you'll be in prison behind your walls. Mm. And then you will have yourself locked up and have them locked out while you're trying to be together. And it will cause you to miss out on the blessing that you can receive and also on the blessing that you can give. So that's the importance of it because it allows you to be transparent 
And another good thing about it, it allows the person to be them and that they don't have to pay for somebody else's mistakes. Mm -hmm. They can grow with you and you can grow with them together as a new, a oneness that has, has yet to be. Yeah, that's good. And you just reminded me that, you know, I spent a lot of time with barriers and walls up and you really helped me to break down the the strongholds that were in my mind as it related to relationships and uh, what men are to do in relationships, what women are to do in a relationship. You know, the fact that you kept reiterating over and over again is that we are just starting anew. And I, I can't remember the exact words that you would say about us, you know, coming into the relationship fresh. We don't, we don't bring other comparisons in, but we are brand new to relationship. Babe, what was that you said? Oh yeah. You, you pull out a good one, man. Uh, I believe it's, uh, when I was sharing with you, I wanted the points to know that you're my past, present, and future. Yes, babe. Um, That's what it was. Yes, I left. <laughs> I had to think about it for a minute, but that you're my past, present, and future. That means I have dealt with what I used to be and who I am now. Mm-hmm. So you would never could be part of that because who he was no longer exists. Right. And as we take it being a new creature in Christ, per se, the relationship is new. We Correct. never had this before, so I don't have nothing to compare you to. Correct. That I don't part. have nothing to try you by. So everything that I will learn, you and I will set the standards of what this relationship should be. Correct. I and love that, it. Took the, that took the weight off. That mm-hmm. takes the weight off. That gives you the freedom to just be you. Absolutely. And that was very important for me to be me. Uh, I never wanted my husband to, you know, want to connect with me because of some of the functions that I have. No, I wanted him to love toy, this gap, these long fingers, this chocolate skin, you know, and he made that very uh, evident and very easy uh, for me. And we were able to build off of that. So I really appreciate that. And a lot of that takes great faith. I mean, we talked about great faith and- And in terms of great faith, you know, faith has a sound. Faith speaks, faith is action, and faith controls your wacky emotions. And I have experienced lately a lot of wacky emotions because I've had some life transitions that I was not expecting and I did not have control uh, over. And it caused my emotions to be all over the place, which then led to me uh, beginning to be on the cusp of faithlessness. But I had to go back and listen to our podcast where we talked about sobering up and following the plan and staying in the press and not dying in the process. And that was important for me to be able to go back and listen to that. Now, um, episode listeners, if you have not had an opportunity to listen to that podcast, please go back and listen to it because it'll help you to begin to sober up and settle down so that you can begin to move where the Lord is calling you to move regardless of circumstances. Go ahead, sweetie. Oh yeah. No, I was just listening and I had one thought, but when you start talking about control, Mm-hmm. A lot of times we get fearful of things we can't control. Right. 
That's why we lose faith. Faith faith itself won't let you control the situation. Faith will control it. Mm. Faith causes you to take your hands off of it and to trust faith to be the leader. You just follow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you see, that's why faith faith is personified, but we're not going to have a church right there. We're not going to preach. But I'm just going (laughs) to let them know that uh, for men, you know, one of the great things of faith was to forsake mama and father and mother. Mm. You know, and that means... What mom and dad used to mean, they don't have that place in your heart no more. Uh, with sisters and brothers and siblings, all the ones you took care of, your great knitted family, the importance that they once had in your life, they no longer had that position. Because your order changes when you are getting married. Matter of fact, babe, tell them what your number is. I am number one. Two is yeah. not the winner and three they don't remember. That that was a That's Nelly right. song. <laughs> But no, seriously, I'm number one. And I appreciate uh, Racy for reiterating that over and over and over again. Because in that last episode, I talked about how I wasn't all the way healed. And he was patient enough to continue to remind me, listen, you are number one. And I'm going to show you you're number one. And I'm going to be consistent with showing you and telling you that you're number one. And because of that, because of his ability to dwell with me according to knowledge, I was able to break down that barrier, let that barrier down, and and receive being number one. Go ahead, Bay. I cut you off. Oh no, you did a fine job. That's uh, make me feel real good. But no, <laughs> I'll just that. Uh, the thing about that is because you are number one. You're 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 my you're my everything. You're what I look to, and and things I want to bless. I want to be, and I know preaching the gospel, religious preachers, churches that might be thinking, "Oh man, how can you say that? How can you put her before God?" It's simply because with us, Jesus has no number. Mm-hmm. Because Jesus is the center. Jesus See what they fail to realize when you give Jesus a number, His number can change with you, because. You can start your day off for Jesus with Jesus for a month. And next two months, you forget all about him. You become third and fourth place. Uh, but with us, Jesus is the essence of our marriage. Yes. The Godhead is the essence of our life. It's the essence of our marketplace. It's the essence of the ministry. Our life existence flows out of him. So we know that he would never change on us. He got us. I said a scripture before, and I didn't say it on this, but Leviticus 17, 11 is one of my great scriptures. says, because the life of the flesh is in the blood. Mm. And I would always say the life of a believer is in the blood of Jesus. Yes. And because his blood is flowing through us, we can't fail. That's right. We can't falter. You know, I don't wanna, I'm not going to have church right there. Mm. And I know, I know a lot of people saying that's impossible. That don't make sense. Uh, you know, that ain't common sense for us to say stuff. But then I'm glad I went across this scholar named G. Seaton and he said, uh, Raymond, faith is believing in things when common sense tells you not to. Mm-hmm. And see, that's why I knew it was going to take great faith in this a choice to love because this is a choice. Uh, it, it, it takes some, it takes faith to make this choice because this ain't something we just haphazardly doing. We are con- con- um, consciously, that's the word I'm looking for, consciously. Okay making this decision that we're going to love each other because faith makes all things possible and love makes all things easy, babe. 
Yes, sir. That's what made this love so unorthodox. Yes, sir. Listen, and I love that episode when we talked about unorthodox. Um, our relationship, our choice to love was born out of a, a unorthodox situation where conditions weren't right. And quite frankly, conditions still aren't the way we want them. We're still kind of in an unfavorable environment, but we still make a choice to love each other daily. And we yes. know that unorthodox is uh, something that's contrary to what is usual. It's contrary to what's traditional and accepted. And we were okay with that because we believed the voice of the Lord. We allowed yes. the voice of the Lord to be louder than our own voice. And let me tell y'all again, if you didn't listen to the episode, go back and listen to it because I'm getting ready to reference a text message. But I received the text message. I think Racy and I were talking for about two months at that time. And I received a text message from uh, a prophet that I trust. And she texted me that I was getting married. And she also said several times through the message that, hey, don't bring people into this relationship. Don't, don't open your mouth about it. You have to keep people out of it because this is your mate and not theirs. And, you know, I had to be very careful with that because the first thing you want to do is tell, you know, your best friend or your, your family about, you know, a love relationship that's awesome and amazing. But I had to be obedient to what the text message said. And that text message gave me boldness. It gave me boldness to, to take a risk. It gave me boldness to have great faith. And, um, it caused me to really be able to understand that God's voice had to be louder than anybody else's voice, the enemy's voice, other people's voice. You know, my loved one told me that someone uh, told them that I should have married someone else. And I'm, I'm again, like I said, I'm happy that I listened to the voice of the Lord and that I also looked at that text, that text message as a way of confirming for me to relax and allow the Lord to work out, work the process out for this relationship. Listen to me carefully. I'm going to say this again. God's voice has to be louder than your own voice. That's right. Because at the end of the day, sweetie, I'm sorry, baby, but at the end of the day, they weren't in the room when the vision came to you and me. Go ahead, sweetie. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I was getting excited on that that (laughs) God voice. Uh, You said they weren't in the room. Before we get to that vision, think about this, baby. I was, I, it tickles me when I, when I hear certain things because I'm, I'm just visualizing this. Uh-huh. When God, they say God's voice spoke is a still small voice. If the loudest I'm going to hear is a still voice, that means I got to shut everything off. I mean, shut it down. Absolutely. You know, because I got to get quiet just to hear the still small voice. And you're right, babe. They wasn't in the room when the vision was came. And it's just like uh, Zacharias the priest. Mm-hmm. Uh, he went there just doing his priestly duties as normal. And he began to converse with an angel with this visitation. And nobody saw this. Nobody heard this. Nobody know. All in his people's mind, they know they're doing a normal way because he's doing his normal duties. Mm-hmm. 
But in this one, he when he's beginning to have his conversation with the angel, the angel tells him and say, "Hey, you're gonna have a you're gonna have a son." And he was like, "How can this be?" <laughs> You know, I'm old. You know, don't. In other words, Joe, would you, would you, you ain't looking at me. You know, my wife is old too. You know, and so the angel says that he had fear, and I, I, can, I can preach on that for answers is that people don't realize when you speak in the room. Let me throw this out here. It's a nugget. I must throw this out here. When we are speaking, the spirit room can tell whether we speaking in faith or doubt. Because our voice has a, our sound has a DNA model sound to it. Mm. And it can tell the rim of the spirit whether I'm speaking in faith or am I speaking in doubt. My Lord. And, and because he asked a normal question, the angel said, because you're not believing, I'm going to close your mouth. Just so you don't miss the blessing. You don't speak, don't speak against it. And sometimes we talk ourselves out of our own blessing, baby. Tell, tell, baby. You know, uh, but he came out. Him and Elizabeth got together, you know, make it do what it do. And here it is, she pregnant. Mm-hmm. And it scared her that she was pregnant. So she had to hide herself for a little bit. Mm-hmm. But after they got birth, to, to get to is when they when she they she gave birth to this child. Mm-hmm. She named him John. And everybody went crazy. This is what people always give me. They are talking about something they ain't got no business to be talking about. <laughs> And they going crazy, girl. You know you ain't supposed to name him John. He be named out his his daddy. That's your firstborn. You done took all these years to have it. Now you want to rob him. They know how people get. I know. And they said, "Well, I tell you what. Since you ain't listen, let's go to the head of the house, Zacharias. What you think it should be called? He he said, "Gonna say, give me pencil and paper." <laughs> and he wrote the name John. He brought the confirmation that his son will be named John, and immediately. His mouth open, and they begin to praise God. And so we have to understand that it takes boldness to trust God. Right. When even those that you love closest to you are trying to tell you something opposite as you know God told you. Oh, that's good. That's good. And babe, what I started to think about is Elizabeth and Zacharias. They had or entered into a place of interdependency. And we, we talked about that, right? Because when we're in a place of interdependency, it requires your own effort, my own effort, but then also our cooperation to accomplish the goal, to accomplish what we want in life. And I love the fact that we are okay with each other. We love each other and we're willing to stay vulnerable in front of each other so that we can continue to be interdependent. And yeah. And so when we, when we operate from a place of interdependency, this is where we uh, make a decision to be in a mutually dependent relationship where we depend on each other. It's not codependency because that's unhealthy, but this is about us making a, uh, you say, babe, a quality decision, you know, in order to build our relationship. John Maxwell says one is too small a number to do anything great. And so it's important for us to be interdependent. Go ahead, sweetie. Yeah, I mean, this is one of them, that tough one we got into because people have to know the importance of the other one, mm-hmm. you know, because we got to, uh, 
um, some deep stuff that we have to know why we're gifted. Because when you don't know something and you don't understand it, you're going to misuse and abuse it. Right. Uh, and men has abused women for so long because they misunderstand the, the position of the woman. Mm-hmm. 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 I, you know, I was thinking about going into the Genesis mandate, but we're going to challenge them to go back and listen. Because you, when you begin to understand the importance of your wife, the power of her as a woman. Teach the lesson, babe. Uh, I hope they, they catching that. Listen, when you understand the position of your wife and the power of that woman, you'll act a little different. Right. We'll talk a little bit different. Uh, because we are equal in certain aspects from the foundation of the world. That's why you was able to be so independent, babe. I know. Uh, you had the ability to raise and do so much because God gave you the Genesis mandate. Yes, sir. Just as well as he gave it to me. But because you love me, you chose to submit that to me so that I can love you fully. And I just challenge them to go back into that and into that uh, episode. I believe that was episode three, wasn't it, babe? Yes. Yes, that episode three. And, and when y'all really listen, I guess you get some pens and pencil, some paper, and write down the understanding and to learn about the positions that uh, every man has to be a bride and every woman has to be a son. And when you look at that and not understand that God doesn't deal with gender, he deals with position, mm-hmm. it'll change our ideology and our theology on how we treat one another. Right. I just want to throw that out there, baby, when no, you was talking good. about that, because, uh, listen, that's one of the greatest revelations he began to show me the importance of what I have is my better half. Mm. When Adam looked at her and saw that, he said, whoa, man. Bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. He said, well, in other words, when he looked at her, she looked like another him. Mm. Another glorified him. And that's what that's what you mirror for me. Mm-hmm. And I mirror to you. Mm-hmm. We mirror one another because we, we, we're little crises in this earth. Mm-hmm. And that's what the, that's what a couple should do. We, we mirror the glory of God. When we are one and we're walking in our right position. Right, and we're walking in authority. As good man, we show glory, babe. We yeah. shine like a diamond, Absolutely. simply because we know and we in position. Absolutely, and it's important for people who are single, people who are considering getting into business relationships, people who are um, considering doing ministry together. It's important to understand each other's. Uh, what they bring, their strengths that they bring to the table so that people can be positioned appropriately. I wanted to go back really quickly and say, you know, it was easy, sweetie, for me to submit my authority um, under under your authority because of the way you handled me very consistently. Because I'm I'm a tough, I'm tough, I'm a little tough, Um uh, but you understood how to work with me in those aspects and not getting upset with me um, when I, you know, functioned <laughs> out <laughs> as, as a woman and not a wife. Right. So right. Um, 
I appreciate you for that. And I, I wanted to make sure I said that openly because the reason why we can be interdependent is because we use the word we. And I'm I'm going to be honest. I'm still working through the we. I really am because I'm used to being very independent. But I love the fact that I can be interdependent. I want my husband to know that I do need him and I do trust him uh, for what he is saying for the family. And I love that I'm able to bring my input to the table. That was always very important to me because I didn't always have that opportunity to do that in different types of relationships, not just uh, love relationships. So I appreciate you for that. But interdependency is all about we can do these things together. We can accomplish it together. It's a corporate journey to achieve. Together. Together. Did you want to say anything else with that, sweetie? I know you really touched it, uh, but I will say this: you said you said last week, and I because I love this word you throw out. I love when you be teaching me things. <laughs> you said independency is when you are in your metron. Yes, yes, yes. You know, yes. Uh, and that that really helped me know better is that. Uh, well, you know, Metron is grief for measure. Um, it is our place of influence and our sphere of authority. Mm-hmm. Because I understood that about myself prior to you, mm-hmm. I was able to be what I needed to be. Oh, yeah. Because I knew my place of influence and my sphere of authority. Right. And and so it wasn't a, it wasn't a fear anymore. I was able to, as we say, I say, God, He made me for this. Mm-hmm. I was made for this. So I'm able to, uh, I was able to lay everything you're going through and nail it to me like Christ nailed me to nail my pain to his cross. Uh, and because of that, I'm just grateful, babe, uh, that he, he taught me that. I'm glad that he shaped me to be the husband before I met you. You know, like he gave, he taught me, he gave, when he held the land, he made Moses, he, he took and made, I mean, Adam and gave him the garden. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he told him to work it and that's what it was with me God set you right got you in the place to be and as I was doing what I was supposed to do yeah. did God work it yes and it's been blessing ever since and I can't wait to see what he has next for us babe. I know I'm excited I'm excited and I'm staying in expectation and anticipation and in a place of faith So I love it. Listen, a choice to love community. We want to know what you think. We want to hear your feedback about the podcast. We also want you to let us know what you want us to talk about and share. And also let us know what you think we should do differently or keep the same. I'm looking forward to next month's podcast because we're talking about all things communication. My husband called it the Mastering the Power of Communication. Well, Ray C, we did it. I love you. I love you too, babe. Mwah. Mm. All right. We'll see you soon. This is a Choice to Love podcast with Ray and Toy C, where we take a faith-based approach to marriage, marketplace, and ministry so that both married and unmarried kingdom citizens 
have the strategies necessary to build and maintain meaningful and reciprocal relationships that produce long-lasting fruit. Join our after-party community on Facebook. Search for A Choice to Love Podcast and join.